Now, say what you will about President Trump. Uh, You cannot say he has total authority. And this line that he used uh, at the press conference yesterday is not a line that goes over very, very well. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. And that's the way it's got to be. Total. Your authority is total. It's total. It's total. Your authority and the governors know that. So if a, if a the governor's know that. Now you have a couple of bands of, of excuse me, excuse me. You have a couple. Could you rescind that order? You have a couple of bands of uh, of uh, Democrat governors, but they will agree to it. They will agree to it. But uh, the authority of the president of the United States having to do with the subject we're talking about is total. Uh, the subject was whether or not the president can just tell these states to reopen. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. No, federalism is real, and I don't allow the president, who doesn't matter who the president is, to somehow change those realities. I don't allow the changing of the 10th Amendment. I am not an idolater. I find Trump to be very good for Tony when it comes to policy, when it comes to the reduction of regulation, when it comes to judges, when it comes to foreign policy. Tony happy. But federalism works. I believe in the power of the states. I believe in the 10th Amendment that those powers not vested to a federal government are are left uh, to the states or to the people. Absolutely. So no, President Trump can't force a state to open. He can utilize the bully pulpit, however, to push for the state to open. Oh, and he can bully all he wants. That's why they call it that. This goes without saying. What is fascinating is that the people engaged in the pushback on this, how dare Trump think that he could tell the states what to do? These are the same people who called for a national response. Don't leave it up to the states. Don't allow the states to make the decision. Don't give the states the power. You have to decide it, and you have to do it, and the federal government needs to be all-encompassing and all-powerful. They have to be Zod. You always got to say Zod like that, like it was Superman. And that's who you have to kneel in front of. Now, all of a sudden, well, the president doesn't care about the states. Oh, federalism's dead. Putzes. I mean, really, don't they ever tire? Don't they ever get exhausted by their own criminal insanity? Don't they ever just note note to themselves, hey, you know, we're saying two completely different things at the same time. I almost sounded like Bill Clinton right there. That was, that was, I, I got to work on that. You want the government to be all in control, and then how dare the government think that they're all in control? I'm sorry. The rest of us are laughing at you. And this is what happens when you engage your humanity more than, your, more than any ideology. I have a political preference, and that preference is predicated on the idea, or based on the idea, that my intellect your intellect, plus history, have taught us a better way. We believe in the rights of the individual. We believe that rights do not come from man, but they come from nature and nature's law. We believe that governments can codify uh, these rights to some furthering level, thus the Constitution and the importance of the amendments that we have. 
We don't believe that in a crisis, in a pandemic because of a virus, the Constitution should be suspended. We don't believe that governors have the right to shut everything down. They may believe they have the right, but we think that's worthy of a conversation. And if you want to argue that a governor could limit certain businesses, certainly you would not agree that the governor of Massachusetts, I'm sorry, of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, has the right to say, sorry, business A, you're not allowed to sell tomato seeds. You would not agree to that. You would not believe that's true. No rational person would. No rational person would think that Gretchen Whitmer is okay in saying, sorry, you're not allowed to sell baby seats in a car. You know what I mean? The, the, the seat that you install there, if you have kids, trust me, you know the latch system. What kind of nonsense is this? What kind of power play is this? Well, it's the kind of power play that should have citizens up in arms. If we were willing to throw off the yoke of the British because of tea and the Stamp Act, that was about what you drink and some paper you write on. Well, then we better bloody hell be willing to throw off the yoke of the governor of Michigan who doesn't think you should be able to grow a freaking tomato. I would only hope this is the case. But this one-two punch of anything Trump says we should hate and without any level of conversation around it to see whether or not the statement has legitimacy. When Chuck Schumer was calling for more government controls, someone should have asked, is that right? And the answer is no, it's not. When President Trump says he has total authority, someone should ask, is that right? And the answer is no, it's not. You shouldn't apply it willy-nilly, not here, but only there, only here, but not there. No, 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 you apply it everywhere because that's what the rational mind requires. The fundamentals of how we are as Americans and how we are as human beings is to ask the question of, does that make sense? If you ever want to see how the sheep society works. Stand in line. Grab five friends. Go to any door, to any business or any ride or any anything in America and just start a line. Watch how many people get in line. Because they assume that's what you do. <laughs> They'll just assume that's how it happens. And so you realize at that moment right that people will just fall for anything because they are sometimes too often incurious or uncurious now sometimes they just don't know but sometimes they're purposeful if it attacks the person i politically disagree with it's fine if it attacks the person i politically agree with that's terrible the real question is does the does the question itself have merit does it have legitimacy and that's what we need to be asking ourselves. That's our job, not to be in a camp of we only agree with this or we only agree with that based on the personalities at play, but rather whether the question has validity, have we gone through the question, then how does it apply everywhere? Of course, the states need to be in charge of their own response. Yes, there are things the federal government can do. Of course, the states are the ones who can change the laws of the states and reopen things in the states, and that is not something the president can do. The president has no authority over the state of Nebraska and their constitution, or the state of Indiana and their constitution. I assume Nebraska has a constitution, by the way. So, I, I mean, I just assume it, that, that, he, he, that there's nothing in there that says, oh, if the president says it, we, the governor has to follow, right? I don't think that exists.
So we look at this and we say, no, Trump's out. But this leads to another place. This gets to a fascinating, fascinating story from Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo, he is um, doing a radio interview on Sirius XM. And Chris Cuomo kind of falls apart. It's kind of fascinating. Chris Cuomo, of course, has coronavirus. He's been broadcasting from home. Uh, I did not know that he had his own radio show on Sirius XM. And he tells the story that um, he doesn't like what he does professionally. I don't value, he says, indulging irrationality, hyperpartisanship. I don't think it's worth my time anymore. So he's telling the story that on Easter, he was not in the basement. He was outside. I guess maybe the kids were looking for Easter eggs for all I know. He was outside. And somebody rides up on their bike and starts yelling at him that he should be in quarantine and he shouldn't be out of his house. And he says on the radio show, I don't want some jackass loser, fat tire biker being able to pull over and get in my face and in my space and talk BS to me. I don't want to hear it. And what he said is that he, I, I can't tell this guy, uh, you know, to go to go shut up or whatever, because I'm a celebrity. That's how he he's saying it to himself. But then he follows up by saying that being able to do that, to tell a guy off, matters to me more than making millions of dollars a year because, after all, he saved his money. He doesn't need it anymore. It would be nice to be able to tell someone, I don't respect what you're saying. I don't respect your presence in my existence, and you're going to leave or I'm going to make you leave. I value that more. We have to stop at that moment. Chris Cuomo doesn't understand what he's even saying. And what he's saying means he should no longer be on television. He says that he doesn't like being perceived to be successful in a system that he doesn't value. He doesn't value what it is that he does in talking to this group of partisan people and that group of partisan people. Let's take a step back. And go through what Chris Cuomo is saying. Chris Cuomo wants to be able to live in a world where he can tell anybody off anytime he wants, anywhere he wants. The answer is so do the rest of us. But we have jobs. And very often, because we don't have millions of dollars in the bank, we got to eat a lot of crap. You just got to suck it up because your boss is sometimes awful. And your coworker is sometimes awful. And that client is sometimes awful. But you can't just say everything that you want to say. Why? Because you got to get paid. Because you got to take care of your family. So you suffer indignities in order to ensure a level of financial success so you can take care of the ones you love. Anybody who has ever worked for themselves, anybody who's ever worked a job understands that that's a huge part of it. Now, sometimes the indignities are just perceived. Sometimes they're actual indignities. Chris Cuomo doesn't want to have to, have to you know, hold anything back. Well, Chris Cuomo, don't hold anything back. 
I'm not telling you to hold anything back. Now, true, I don't make millions of year, millions of dollars a year, but I, I am in a contract year, so maybe, maybe that'll all change. Uh, but I, I don't make that, uh, but I am not afraid to tell somebody to kiss off. I'm in the yard with my kids, and you want to start calling me names? Kiss off. I, I don't care if you're recording me or not. What, what does that matter? You can't bother me when I'm with my family. You can bother me when I'm alone. Knock yourself out. Now, you can't hurt me. I, 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 I will come forth. You can't bother me when I'm with my family. I don't care who you are. Don't don't care. It means nothing to me. Nothing to me. And part of it is I've decided a long time ago uh, the, the, the job is just a job. I happen to love it, though. And this is why Chris Cuomo needs to go. If you don't value it, if you don't believe in the things that you're saying, if you have nothing but disdain for the people that you're asking questions of, you have to go because of the, the only thing I know about, about radio, the only thing I know about being an interviewer is that you actually have to be interested. You have to want to get the answer. One of the reasons I'm not an interrupter in an interview, as you heard with, uh, with uh, Secretary Pompeo, I want to hear their answer. If I was doing an interview show, it has to be an hour because there might only be four questions. I want to hear what they have to say. It's so very, very important. If you don't value what they say, then you're of no use to the audience, Chris Cuomo, and it's time for you to go. It's time for you to quit. It's time for you to walk. You've got the millions of dollars in the bank. Congratulations. Go live your life. But you can't do that to an audience. Yes, even the CNN audience, which, by the way, uh, I, I am ready to build. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen, I, I think CNN has done some despicable, despicable things. Uh, but if, if I have said to myself, you know what? I would still do it. I don't want to. There are other places I'd rather be. But maybe I could help. Maybe we can make that network better. That's worth a shot in my, in my view. And I've gone through this. I've been on both sides of it. Wake me up any day of the week and I can have a different opinion on whether or not I would do the stuff at CNN. But how many of us don't have an option as to whether or not we are feeling the indignities we get up and we go back to work? The person Chris Cuomo needs to think about right now is the factory worker in Michigan. The factory worker in Michigan, the, the person who works with their hands in Michigan, in Nebraska, in Kansas, in, in uh, downstate Illinois. These people go to work every single day. They go to work every single day. They come home every single day. They care for their families every single day. Uh, very often they go to church, well, as often as they can. They pay their taxes year in and year out. And an entirety of society that deems itself better, more woke, calls them bigots and racists, and has for years and claims that people who work with their hands are the uneducated and unwashed masses, and they have for years. And these people keep going to work. And they keep paying their taxes. And they suffered and continue to suffer in many ways the indignities. But the mortgage has to get paid, and Susie is going to college, and little Johnny needs braces, and all the things that are clichéic but absolutely real, and they keep on going to work. 
They don't get this option, Chris. So you feel like you're just having to suffer through the indignities of these people, then you gotta go. Because at the first, you have to be honest with an audience. You ha it has to matter to you. You have to care about what the other person is saying. And then the follow-up, you have to recognize the unbelievable opportunity you have created for yourself. And when you decide that that opportunity is, oh, the weight of the world on my shoulders, you lose the very, very moment of being in some level of sync with an audience that is glad you're there to engage this conversation because they're busy working a job they would love to quit and a boss they'd give their soul to tell off. Somebody on a bike yelled at you and you decided, ah, what's the point? You know what? You're cougar, man. You're too close to the edge. You're holding on too tight. Turn in your wings. I'm Tony Katz.